If you're trying to build an online business, then you'll know what I'm going to talk about here. It's really difficult to stay focused on what you need to do to grow your business and profit when you're constantly getting distracted by all sorts of shiny marketing tactics that people are trying to sell you. Everything from webinars to Facebook ads to Instagram growth hacks to YouTube ads to Facebook groups, the list goes on and on. There's always gonna be a new marketing strategy that you theoretically could use, maybe even need to use to grow your business. But sometimes those shiny marketing tactics can distract us from doing the fundamental things that we need to do to actually build our businesses. The truth is that building an online business and generating a lot of profit really doesn't have to be all that complicated. In fact, the basics can take you really, really far as long as you don't get distracted by all that shiny stuff. In this episode, I'll be guiding you step-by-step -step through how to create a straightforward plan for building a highly profitable online business. First, we'll clarify your business's value, exactly what your customers pay you for. Then we'll create a simple yet strategic marketing plan that will attract the right customers to your business. After that, you'll be setting some goals, but not just any goals, goals that are both big and realistic, goals that you both feel excited about and are confident you can reach. Finally, you'll be outlining a plan for exactly what you need to do to dramatically increase your profits while working 20 hours per week or less. Yeah, that's right. The plan that I'm going to walk you through creating in this episode is not only going to be a plan to increase your profits, but also a plan to decrease your work hours. A plan to work smarter, not just harder. To work less and profit more. Now, if right now you're doubting that's possible, let me ask you a question. Do some professions pay more than other professions? Well, of course the answer is yes, but the follow-up question is why? Well, let me tell you a little story to illustrate. Several years ago, I ran a local music school. I'd steadily grown that business, working more and more every year, and eventually I was working 40, 50, or even 60 hours a week. And I was liking the work, but it was a lot of work and I wasn't making very much money. In fact, after paying for my studio, paying taxes, paying my staff and paying a boatload of other expenses, my take-home pay was only about $20,000 per year. Talk about a serious case of overworked and underpaid. Well, fast forward a few years and today, as you know, I run an online business. And as you might guess, our profit margins are way better. These days I only work 20 to 25 hours per week, so less than half than I used to, and I earn more than 10 times as much. And when I ran my local business, we had about 20% profit margins. But now with the online business, my profit margins range between 50 and 60%. So if you're ready to build your own highly profitable online business that allows you to work less and profit more, then keep on listening. We became entrepreneurs because more than anything, we want freedom. We want to be in control of our own schedule, income, and life. But unfortunately, that isn't always the reality of being a business owner. I'm Gillian Perkins, and I'm on a mission to take back entrepreneurship for what it's supposed to be. In every episode, I'll share with you how to get the most out of every hour you work so that you can work less and earn more. Let's get to it. 
Okay, so let's start out by clarifying the value that your business has to offer. Exactly what customers pay you for. Because if we want to increase your business's profits, then we need to be generating more and or bigger sales. And the first step to doing that is to getting crystal clear on exactly what people are paying you for. Now, let me just start out by saying that for a lot of people, this is the most difficult part of the process of creating a plan to profit. And that's because sometimes people aren't really sure exactly what value their business offers. Maybe they're not sure what their product or service should be, or maybe right now they offer a lot of different products and services, so they're not really sure which one they should focus on or how they can do all of them. But I really don't want you to get stuck on this step. I don't want you to think like, oh, I don't know the answers to these questions, so I'll just wait on this. I'll wait till I figure this out or until it comes to me or until I have that epiphany. Yes, you do need to answer these questions before you can move forward, but I would way rather see you just answer these questions the best you know how right now, move forward with the process because that is what is actually going to create the most clarity, allow you to move forward and allow you to move on to better iterations of this profit plan. Basically, we can't work on getting your business to make more and more money until you create your first profit plan. So don't wait till you have the perfect answer. Just answer these questions to the best of your ability now. Now, one more word before we jump into the questions themselves. If you do have several different products that you're currently selling, several different services that you offer, for the purpose of this episode, for the purpose of creating your profit plan, I just want you to focus on one of your products or one of your services, whichever one you are the most excited about, about, or that offers the biggest value to your customers or that your customers respond the most positively to. Now, again, we aren't looking for a perfect answer right now. And you can always change your answer for the future. You can always write profit plans for other products that you offer, but you will get the best results from your profit plan if you choose just one product or service to focus on. And then one final thing before we get into the profit plan itself and the first questions you need to answer, I just want to let you know that we do have a PDF template that you can fill out for creating your profit plan. I will be leaving a link in the show notes below. It's going to be gillianperkins.com slash free dash profit dash plan. So you can grab a copy of that fillable PDF and use that as the framework for writing your profit plan. Okay, with all that said, let's move on and get started talking about the value that your business offers. The very first question is, who does your business serve? If you've ever worked on identifying a customer avatar or a target customer or an ideal customer, that is what we are talking about right here. Who is the customer that your product is perfect for? Who are you trying to attract to your business? Now, of course, there are a lot of different things that you could say about this person. You could talk about their age or their gender or their hair color or where they live or their current situation or what they're struggling with, but we wanna keep this as simple as possible. So I just want you to write down any characteristics that you are sure about with an emphasis on that problem or that pain point or that desire that they have, the thing that makes them someone who would be interested in your business, someone who would be interested in the product that you sell. Those things, those are psychographics. They matter way more than the demographics. It matters way more than their age or their location or their income level or anything like that. So focus on what they're struggling with. If you're confident about another aspect of what these people are like, like their age or their gender or their income, you can include that also. But don't go so far as to describe their favorite foods or favorite TV show or hair color unless those things actually affect whether or not they'll be interested in your product. 
Now, the next question is, what problem does your business solve for these target customers? And this is really getting to the heart of who this person is. This speaks to the most important psychographic of who your target market is. And I know that this might also be the hardest question for you to answer. Of course, not for all of you, but for many people, this is the hardest question to answer. Again, just answer it to the best of your ability and keep on moving forward. But what is that problem that they are struggling with that you are going to help them overcome? Maybe it's that they need their business to look more professional, so you provide them with graphic design services. Maybe it's that they need to know how to be a better parent to their kids and you teach them that. Maybe they don't know how to cook healthy food for themselves, so you provide cooking classes. What is it for your business? What problem do you solve for your customers? Going back to what I said before, let's just keep in mind that you might have several products or services that are all solving different problems for your customers, but for the purpose of this exercise, for the purpose of creating your profit plan, focus in on just one product or service that you offer, one problem that you're solving, one target customer. The exercise will be so much simpler and you will get much better results with it. Now, the next question goes right along with the first two, and it is simply, what product do you sell that solves that problem? So if the problem is that they don't know how to cook healthy meals, then your product that solves that problem is online cooking classes. Once you've answered that question, we'll move on to the next, which is how is that problem affecting your customers' lives? So for example, if again, the problem is that they don't know how to cook healthy meals, what is the impact that that's actually having on their lives? Is it making them have to spend a lot more money on pre-cooked healthy meals? Or does it mean that they're missing out on important nutrients? Or does it mean that they are cooking food that doesn't taste good? How is it actually affecting them? I'd recommend that you come up with three main ways in which this problem is negatively affecting your potential customers' lives. I'm sure you might be able to come up with a lot more than that, but again, you'll get the best results with this if you just narrow it down to the three biggest impacts. It's okay to first write out a longer list, but then cross off all the other options and choose three to focus on. Next, how does your product help them solve this problem? In other words, how does your product work? Now you can answer this question in a lot of different ways. Maybe you describe the technology that your product uses, or if you're selling an online course, you describe exactly what your customers will learn inside the course that will help them to get their desired outcome. The whole point of answering this question is so that you'll be able to persuasively explain to your prospective customer how your product works so that they can feel confident that it actually does work and that it will in fact solve their problems. Now, when it comes to explaining how your product works, the thing that makes the biggest difference is to keep it simple and put it in the constructs of a framework. So instead of trying to list every single thing that someone will learn in your online course, think about the three main things that they need to do to get their result and then explain that as the process that you'll be guiding them through. You need to really simply explain the journey you're going to take your customers on. The next question for you to answer is, what will your customers' lives look like after their problem has been solved? You'll be able to much more effectively sell your product if you can sell them on that transformation that they'll experience. And the first step to being able to do that is for you to be clear on what exactly that transformation looks like. And then you can paint that picture for them. So after they use your product, how will their life change? 
Describe to them what that new life will look like without the problem. Now, if you're feeling stuck on this, just make sure you keep it really simple and describe what their life would look like without each of the negative effects that you identified earlier. So for example, if they take your cooking class and as a result, they will save money on their groceries, eat healthier food and feel more energetic, then you can just describe exactly what their life will look like with those three improvements made in it. You can say something like, every single month you'll spend less money on groceries, you'll eat food and feel more nourished, you'll have more energy every single day. Your description can be as simple as that. The final question for this first section of your profit plan is simply, how much is this change worth to your customers? And this is to help you out with pricing. Pricing can be a challenge. Sometimes we price too high because we're thinking about how many hours of our time we went into producing something. And sometimes we price too low because we see how much our competition is charging and we think, well, these digital files are not actually worth that much, but we need to price based on the outcome that we produce for our customers and specifically how much of that outcome is worth to them because I might think that the outcome I provide to my customers is priceless or worth thousands and thousands of dollars. But if my product is solving a problem that isn't really bothering them all that much, then maybe they're only interested in paying 20 or $50 to have that problem solved. And since ultimately the customer is the one who will be deciding whether or not to purchase the product, we need to price our products based on how much they're actually worth to the customer. Now your answer to this last question might feel like a little bit of a stab in the dark, that's okay. You just wanna put a number on it for now and you can work on learning more in the future about what your customer says the product is really worth to them. Now, something just to keep in mind in the future as you are marketing your product, don't make the mistake of thinking that if people aren't buying your product, it's just because you put too high a price tag on it and it's not worth that to them. Most of the time, that's not the issue at all. Really, the issue is your marketing messages, how you're communicating the value of the product. Yes, people are saying, no, this is not worth that much to me, that's why they're not buying, but simply lowering the price isn't necessarily going to change that, and it's far better to work on improving your marketing messages and better communicating the value so you can charge a higher price than it is to just discount your product. Also looking forward into the future as you are working on improving your profit plan and creating an even more strategic plan and a, a better iteration of this plan you're creating right now, I would highly recommend getting out there and interviewing some of your prospect customers, some of your current customers, and finding out from their own mouths exactly how much they consider the solution to their problem to be worth. But for right now, as I said before, I just want you to answer these questions to the best of your ability and keep moving forward with your profit plan. Okay, so that brings us to the end of the first section of the profit plan where we clarified the value of the product that you are selling. I know that was a lot of questions. So I just wanna remind you that there is a free copy of the profit plan template available for you at gillianperkins.com slash free dash profit dash plan. You can also find the link to that in the show notes. For now though, let's move on and talk about the second section of your profit plan. So about six years ago, I created my first digital product. It was an online course and I put a lot of time and effort into making it. And then I put it up for sale on my website, but not a single person bought it. I was disappointed and confused. I thought that I was solving an important problem, a problem that a lot of people were facing and really struggling with. And so I didn't understand why no one had bought it. Did no one want my product? Did no one want that problem solved? 
Why weren't people buying? It was nearly a year before I finally fully understood why no one had bought. Long story short, almost no one had known that my product existed. And the few who did know it existed didn't understand why or how it could help them. To generate sales, you need to have four things visibility, a clear message, your prospects trust, and a sales system. Let's briefly go over what each of these things mean. The first thing you need is visibility. As I alluded to before, people can't buy your product if they don't know it exists. You need people to discover you. And there are a lot of different ways that this might happen. Organic search traffic, organic social media, paid ads, PR, collaborations, the list goes on and on. There are plenty of visibility strategies that work. But here's the thing, you don't need to do them all. You just need to master one. The next thing you need is a clear message. People won't buy if they don't understand what you're selling and how it can help them. And this is exactly what you worked on outlining yesterday when you clarified your company's value. The third thing you need to have is your prospects trust. Even if people know you exist and they know what you're selling, they won't buy it if they don't trust you. Why is that? Well, because if they don't trust you, then they won't know if they can believe what you're saying about your product. You're saying that your product is awesome. You're saying that your product is exactly what they need. You're saying that your product can help them solve their problem. But if they don't trust you, then they won't know whether or not those things are true. So somehow you need to show your prospects that they can trust you so that they will believe you when you say that your product is exactly what they need. Now, don't overcomplicate this though. Sometimes people think that needing their prospects trust means that they need to have a relationship with their prospect for years before they can finally close the sale, that they need to have an email welcome sequence that's 27 emails long, or that they need to create content on YouTube every single week or post on Instagram every single day or something like that. That's simply not the case. You can create trust with your prospect in a very short amount of time if you do it strategically and you use sales psychology. One of the easiest ways to earn the trust of your prospects is to simply give them a sample of what you have to offer. Now, you may have experienced this when you went to Costco and they gave you a physical sample that you could taste so that you knew whether or not that food that was sitting on the shelf actually tasted good. You knew whether or not you could trust the marketing that was on the package of that product. Now online, this works a little bit differently. We aren't normally giving out physical samples of the goods, although some online businesses do that. But a lot of the time, we're going to give a sample of what we're going to teach them or what they're going to learn. So you might give the sample with free content on your website or in social media, blog posts that you write, videos you create, social media posts that you share, or you might give them this free content as an opt-in offer that they need to sign up and download. Most successful online businesses do a little bit of each of these things. They share some completely free content to give people their very first taste of what they have to offer so that the prospective customer knows they can trust you at all. And then once people consume a little bit of that completely free content, then the company gives them a little bit of a bigger sample that requires a little bit more of a commitment. Because when people don't trust you at all, they won't even want to give you their contact information. But once they've consumed your completely free content, then they'll trust you enough to give you their email address so you can send them your free course or your checklist or your ebook or your short video series. Whatever it is that you can give them to show them that you create good quality content, that you have a good product, that it's worth their time, that it's worth their money, and that it can help them. Now, the final piece that you need to make your marketing and sales puzzle complete is a sales system. Now, I know that this one might sound complicated, but it really doesn't need to be. You just need to have a way that your customers can actually purchase your product and you need a way to share it with them. You need to show them how they can purchase. 
For most online businesses, this is as simple as a checkout page and sharing the link to that checkout page via email or social media. Basically, you just need to know how to show your customers exactly what they need to do to buy your product. Because you can sell the heck out of your product, but at the end of the day, if people can't figure out how to buy it, then they won't. So just make sure that you have those systems set up and that they're very easy to use. Okay, so now let's talk about the questions that you need to answer to outline the second page of your profit plan. First of all, what is your visibility strategy? How are people going to find out that you and your company and your product exist? Are you going to rely on organic search traffic or organic social media, paid advertising, PR, collaborations, or something else? Like I said before, there are lots of different options here, but you don't need to do them all. You just need to pick one and really master it. So answering this question is a big step towards success in this area. The next question has to do with your message. Who is your product for and what result does it create? Now, we talked a lot about this in the first section of the profit plan, but here in the second section, I just want you to summarize everything you detailed in that first section into a single sentence because it is going to make your concept of your product and the problem that it solves much easier to use in real life. The next question is, how is your product different from other similar products? The products that your competition offers to solve the same problem. Chances are there are other people out there who are selling similar products to yours that solve similar problems. But there will be some things about your product that make it stand out. Now, you might not think that your product is necessarily way better than your competition, but it is at least different. And oftentimes, different is enough to get a sale. Your product doesn't necessarily need to be way bigger or better. A lot of the times when I'm looking on Amazon for a product to buy, for example, recently my bathroom scale broke and I wanted to replace it, so I was on Amazon looking at all these different options. They were all slightly different. I wasn't necessarily looking for the one that was absolutely the best. I was looking for the one that was the right product at the right price. I was comparing the different features of each of the different ones and trying to choose one that had the features that I wanted. And your customers will be shopping in the same way. They're looking for the product that suits their needs, but they'll only want to choose your product if you're clear with them about how it is different from your competition. Okay, so now we're going to get into some questions that have to do with earning your prospects trust. The next question you need to answer is what kind of free content will you provide to earn your prospects trust? Will it be videos that you share online, written articles, podcast interviews, free trials, or maybe free product samples? now let's talk about your sales system. How can someone purchase your product online? Hopefully you can explain this in a short, simple sentence. If not, you might want to work on your sales systems. And then my final question for you for this section of the profit plan is just when and how will you direct your prospects to purchase your product? Sometimes online businesses have great sales systems set up, a really easy to use shop page, product page, checkout page, and they have some visibility. People know they exist, but they're missing a connection between those two things. People know they exist and they're consuming their free content and the product is for sale, but they haven't ever reached out to their prospective customers and said, here is a link to buy now. So that's why this final question is when and how will you direct your people to purchase your product? 
Is it every week in your weekly email newsletter? Is it once a month when you have a sale? There are plenty of options out there, but you simply need to make a decision. Again, you can iterate from here, you can always change the plan, but we need to start with a decision of what you're going to do for now. Okay, this brings us to the end of the second section of the profit plan. Looking forward in the third section, you are going to be creating some profit goals for your business. We want to set goals that are both big and realistic. Goals that have you excited, but that you also feel confident you can reach. And then in the fourth section, you're going to create an action plan that outlines exactly what you need to do to generate more profit in your business. In that section, we're going to look at what activities you're currently spending your time on and which of those activities are actually contributing to your bottom line so that you can make a decision about where to focus your time moving forward. I'll also be showing you how to come up with a plan for how to focus on those activities and what to do with all the other things that still need to happen to keep your business running smoothly. Okay, so if you've gotten this far, let me just say you have already done the hard work. The first section of the profit plan is by far the hardest. Second one is maybe a little bit easier. The third and fourth are much easier. So let's get started on this third section of the profit plan where you are going to set your profit goals. So let me start by asking you a question. Why are you interested in writing a profit plan for your business? Well, chances are it's because you have an online business and you are interested in growing that business and increasing your profits. But why do you wanna do that? This might sound like the most obvious question ever, but it's a really important one to consider because if you are only aiming to grow your business and increase your profits, then down the road, you might find yourself with a pretty big company making a fair lot of money and working way more than you ever wanted to. Success looks different to different people. For some people, success looks a lot like that stereotypical American dream. A nice house in a nice neighborhood with their family, all settled down, nicely decorated, and a good income and a lot of stability. For other people, success looks like traveling the world as a digital nomad and making just enough to be able to fund all of the fun adventures they want to go on. For still other people, success might look like a life of luxury, and they want to be able to have a really big fancy house and a really big fancy car, and they're willing to do the work that it takes to get there. And for yet other people, success just looks like having freedom with their time, being able to do what they want when they want, and not having to answer to anyone. So let me ask you again, why do you want to increase your profits? Is there a thing you want? Do you want to feel a certain way? When you get really clear on that, then you'll know what direction you need to grow your company in. Because as I said earlier on in this episode, you want to get as clear on this as possible because as cliche as it is, I'm going to say it, if you don't know where you're headed, you might end up somewhere else. It's true, right? So in this section, we are going to outline your goals for your business so that you know where you're trying to take it because where you are trying to go is going to greatly impact what you need to do to get there, which is what we're gonna work on in that fourth and final section of the profit plan. So with that being said, let's talk about these goals. Let's start with your personal goals because really, after all, aren't you building this business? Aren't you trying to increase your profits so that you can live the life you want to live? So what are your personal goals? Are there certain things that you want to be able to buy? Certain things that you want to be able to do? How many hours per week do you actually want to work? And when you work, what would you like to do for work? 
These are some of the questions that you will answer on the third page of your profit plan where you will write down your goals for your life and for your business. After you answer the questions about your personal goals, then you're going to outline your ideal average day. Now, I find this to be one of the most helpful things when it comes to goal setting. Instead of having this just fantasy idea of how amazing it would be to hit a certain goal, just think about the practical of like, what do you actually want your daily life to be like? Now, I'm not talking about what your most exciting, highest of highest days will look like. I'm talking about your regular day-to-day -day work. Not necessarily the most boring of days when you don't get to do anything fun, but a regular day. What do you wanna spend your time doing on a regular day? How many hours do you want to spend working? What other things do you want to fit into your regular days? For this third page of your profit plan, I want you to actually outline hour by hour like a schedule how you would like to spend your time. What time do you want to wake up in the morning? What time do you want to start working? Is there anything you want to do before you start working? Then what time do you want to end working? How do you want to spend your afternoon, your evening? When do you want to go to bed? When you really consider how you want your daily life to go, you'll have a much better understanding of how much money you really need to live this dream life. And that can be your guiding compass for how you actually choose to grow your business. I'd also like you to consider how much money you need to make each year to live comfortably and if for any reason you desire to earn more than that. If you do, why is that? What do you want to do with that money? Without having a clear, realistic picture of how much we're actually trying to earn, we often wind up feeling like we just want to earn millions and millions and millions of dollars, or like we just want to earn a little bit more than we do now, and we always feel like we're falling short. But many of us can live our ideal dream lives with a whole lot less money than we might think. Maybe one of the reasons that you started your online business is because you wanted to quote unquote, stop trading time for money. And often the context that this is set in is working a job, working for a boss that isn't yourself, trading your time for dollars. But oftentimes when people build online businesses, they end up doing exactly that working eight, 10, 12 hours a day, trading their time for money. Sure, they're theoretically their own boss, but they still have the same problem. They're spending their lives accumulating money that they don't even have the time to spend or the time to enjoy. I don't want that to happen to you, and that's why I really want you to think about what you want this money for and outline what your ideal day would look like. Because I don't know about you, but I don't want to work any more than I have to, especially if it's not actually going to bring me more happiness. More money is always nice, unless it's causing you more pain to get it. Once you've taken a good look at your personal income goals, then it's time to define some goals for your business. Specifically, you're going to set one-year goals, two-year goals, and 10-year goals. For each of these timeframes, I want you to set a specific revenue goal as well as a goal for what you want your company to look like at that point in time. How many people do you want to have working for you? How many hours do you want to be working? What do you want to be spending your work time doing? I know that setting these revenue goals can be tough and feel a little bit arbitrary, so let me give you a little bit of a guideline. Typically, it's realistic to set one-year revenue goals for up to two times your current revenue. And then a realistic two-year goal is typically up to four times your current revenue. Now, of course, this is not a hard and fast rule and you're welcome to set your goals however you like, however small or however large you like, but I just want to give you a ballpark because I know that setting revenue goals can be challenging. 
Once you've completed the third page of your profit plan, you will have all of your goals set for one, two, and 10 years. This is going to show you what you're aiming for in the short term so that you are able to figure out what you need to do to reach those goals. It's also going to give you a long-term target so that you know where you're trying to go. Now let's move on to the fourth and final section of the profit plan. And this is where you ask yourself the very important question, what do I need to do to reach my goals? Now, this is a multifaceted question. It includes what you need to do to produce your product. What do you need to do to generate sales? What do I need to do to keep my business running smoothly and to keep everything organized and my customers happy? If you can identify the most important actions that everything else rides on, then you'll know exactly what you need to do and where you need to focus your time and energy. But that idea might leave you wondering, what is going to happen to all those other tasks? Well, that's where ESAO comes in. You need to eliminate, systematize, automate, and outsource, ESAO. So your challenge when it comes to writing this final section of your profit plan is to identify the most important income producing tasks so that you know where to focus and then review everything else that you're currently spending your time and energy on and determine which of those activities you can eliminate, systematize, automate or outsource. In the profit plan outline that's available at gillianperkins.com slash free dash profit dash plan, you'll find questions that will guide you towards figuring out exactly which one of your monthly priorities is your prime mover, the thing that has the biggest impact on your business's profits. You'll also determine which handful of other activities are also very important, such as the activities that actually produce the product you sell or to market the product or to serve your customers well. The outline will guide you through creating a list of everything that you're currently spending your time on. And once you do determine which of those activities are most important, then you'll move on to figuring out how long each of the other activities take you and which you might be able to eliminate, systematize, automate or outsource. Right now, though, let me tell you a little bit about what each of those words mean in that ESAO acronym. So first we've got eliminate. This one's pretty straightforward. There are some things that you're doing right now that aren't really all that important for running your business. Maybe you're doing them just because that's the way you've always done things or because everyone else seems to be doing them. For me, one of those things quite a while back was Twitter. For a short time after starting my online business, I posted on Twitter every single day because I saw everyone else doing that. But after doing a bit of an analysis and writing my first profit plan, I realized that posting on Twitter wasn't actually doing anything for my business. Now, in some people's businesses, posting on Twitter may even be their prime mover, something that's seriously contributing to their business growth. It might be generating customers for them. But in my business, I wasn't getting anything out of it. And so I realized that posting on Twitter was something that I could just completely cross off my daily to-do list. Now, you might not be posting on Twitter right now, but there are probably a few things that you are doing that aren't having much of any significant impact on your business or your profits. Okay, so now that we've talked about eliminate, let's move on to the next, and that is systematize. 
Likely right now, there are some things that you're doing to run your business. And every time you do them, you're doing them in a slightly different way and they require multiple steps. So every time you do them, you're having to refigure out how you'll do it. You're having to make decisions over and over again. You're wasting time and energy making those decisions and fumbling around a little bit every time. So if we could just create a streamlined process that you can use over and over again, then you'll be able to save a lot of time and decision-making energy in the future. And if you want to hand that task off to someone else, if you want to outsource it or delegate it, then you'll be able to do so much more easily because you'll already have a system that you've created, a standardized system. So that covers the E and the S. Next, we've got A for automate. So automate means that you can get something done without you actually having to touch it. It just happens automatically. These days, there are all sorts of amazing different software out there that you can use to get things done for you. You might use a tool like an automatic scheduling software that allows clients to book appointments with you or an automatic payment processor or a tool that can connect different systems like Zapier. Automating little things in your business can save a lot of time that can really cut down on your long to-do list or even just a few of the bigger and more important activities. The last letter of ESAO is O and that stands for outsource. So there are some things right now that you're doing that aren't the most important thing that you need to do to run your business and you can hand them off to someone else to do for you. The amazing thing about this is that when you give your task to someone else, you'll have more time and energy to spend on your business's prime mover, the thing that's actually growing your business and increasing your profits. So while you might think that right now you don't have the funds to outsource anything in your business, if you're operating on a more limited budget, you'll find that once you identify that thing that you're doing that's really making you money and contributing to your bottom line, you'll understand how you can delegate some things to other people, get some things off your plate, because it will allow you to actually make more money and that will both pay the wages of that person who you outsource the task to and also contribute to your business's growth which will make you much more capable of doing more work in the future and making even more profit further when you outsource something to someone else a lot of the time that can directly make you money so whenever I consider hiring someone or delegating something I think like is this going to be a profitable decision will I be getting a positive return on my investment of hiring this person or delegating this task. Now, if right now you don't have much of a budget to hire someone at all, you might be able to trade work with someone locally or with someone online, or you may be able to simply hire an affordable assistant for a few hours a week so that you can clear a few things off your plate that are really slowing you down. When you complete the outline for section four of the profit plan, you'll create a list of all the actions that you are currently doing every single month to run your business. Then next to each of those, you'll mark down how much time it takes you and the tasks that are the most important for running your business that are actually making you money, you'll mark with a star. Everything else I want you to mark with either an E, an S, an A, or an O to indicate how you can effectively free yourself from doing that task so that you can focus more time and energy on the most important tasks. And here's a little tip to help you out. Once you do this and you have a whole list of tasks that you have marked all up, you might wonder where to start. There are always things that you want to eliminate. You want to systematize or automate or outsource, but where should you begin? Well, don't just start at the top of your list. Instead, I highly recommend that you start ESAOing, the non-essential task that is taking you the most time. 
So aside from those most important things that you're doing, which of the other tasks is currently eating up the largest amount of your time every single month? Is there something that you're spending five, 10, or 15 hours on every single month that you could eliminate or outsource or maybe even automate? If you can do that, then you'll be able to buy back the most amount of time and reinvest it back into the task that you do that will actually earn you money and grow your business. So we've now come to the end of the profit plan. And by the time you finish doing this exercise on your own, you should know exactly what you need to do in order to grow your company and increase your profits. Maybe now you know that you need to take some action to get more exposure or to grow your audience build your email list or to actually generate the sales. Or maybe now you realize that you need to create a valuable product and you know exactly what it is. If you know what you need to do, my question for you is, do you know how to do it? Are you confident that you know how to drive traffic to your website, to build a strong relationship with your audience or to actually close the sales? If so, that is fantastic. And you are perfectly poised to grow your business and your profits by following your profit plan. But on the other hand, if you know what you need to do now, but you don't know exactly how to do it, let me make you an offer. How does this sound? Every month I could send you a step-by-step -step checklist that shows you exactly what you need to do to accomplish one of these important business building steps. So for example, one month I could help you create a strategic social media marketing plan. And the next we could work on creating a digital product together. If you enjoy listening to my podcast or watching my YouTube videos, then you already have a little bit of a taste of what this would be like, but it would be so much more than that. Because with the YouTube videos and the podcast, I'm more just sharing information, but not really telling you step-by-step step, do this, then do this and holding your hand through the process. Also, the YouTube videos and the podcasts, they're not customized for your business. I'm not sharing the right episode with you right now, knowing that you need it. But what if I could do that? What if you could start by filling out a survey to tell me exactly where you're at with your business right now, and then once a month, I could send you a step-by-step -step action plan with specific action steps for you to follow to take that next step to grow your business. Does that sound like it would help you grow your business and your profits? Well, that's exactly what I offer our members inside Startup Society. Every month I send them a detailed action plan that guides them step-by-step -step through accomplishing the next thing to help them grow their business and increase their profits. I designed the program this way because that is exactly what I wish I had had when I was trying to get my online business off the ground. Now, maybe you think this sounds awesome, or maybe you think it wouldn't be quite enough. Like maybe you feel like you would need a little bit more help. You need some accountability or someone to directly talk to. Well, what if you could meet together with a business coach every single week for a group coaching session? Or maybe you would like to connect with other entrepreneurs every week for a networking event. Well, I think you can probably see where this is going because yes, those things are included inside Startup Society too. Group coaching sessions every single week, networking sessions every single week. We have co-working sessions every single week that are there for you to attend, to connect with other entrepreneurs, to get answers to your questions, and to have that sounding board that you need to figure out how to solve the problems that you're currently facing in your business.
But there's one more thing that you might need to really grow your business quickly and consistently, and that is some more advanced training to help you become aware of new strategies you might implement in your business in the future so that you can keep leveling up over and over again. So we built that into the program too. Every single month, I teach a live interactive workshop for the members where I teach them the more advanced strategies of growing their online business. If you follow through on this episode, then you'll be able to create a great plan for increasing your business's profits. And I'm confident that you have what it takes to execute that plan. But if you would like a little bit more support and step-by-step -step action plans to grow your business every month, then I would love to have you join Startup Society. Now, I know that with everything that's included in Startup Society, it might sound like it's expensive. And in fact, what's included inside Startup Society is worth well over $10,000. But we've worked to keep it really affordable because we want this support and this guidance to be accessible to everyone, including the brand new entrepreneur who's just getting started and doesn't have much of a budget for investing in their business. With all that being said, membership is currently at just $49 per month. And by signing up today, you can lock in that rate for the life of your membership, meaning that your monthly membership cost will never increase. You can sign up right now at startupsociety.com to get access to our next live workshop and not miss out on any of the events that we have coming up. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode here on the podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it. Hope you got a lot out of it. I hope that you listen to it again as you work through writing your profit plan if you weren't able to do that already. I cannot wait to see where you take your business from here. And I really hope that we get the chance to work together at some point in the future. Here's to your success.